Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast, and it is in your life today. We are back with another episode. No new news happening in the outside world. So far, I got a bunch of animals coming over, checking out my garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently a couple of squirrels, a couple of raccoons was trying to, you know, pull a fast one on us. And me and my roommate watched one the other night, and I'm thinking to myself... Alright, this thing is very cute, very intelligent. It's funny because when you watch an animal, a wild animal from a distance, it actually is pretty cute. But then when they're closer to you, you're actually more terrified than ever because A, rabies, and B, if they stand on their hind legs, they will attack you. So of course my dog is barking on it, or at it to be exact, and the raccoon... No two shits whatsoever. Doesn't give a flying fuck. If you remember the Sly Cooper game from a long time ago, you remember what I'm talking about. I'm talking nostalgia right here. I'm talking nostalgia. Sly Cooper, that raccoon thief, you know? I I, I thought to myself, oh my god, there's little Sly. And then we ended up calling it Stevie. So I'm like, okay, this could be a great pet. No, no, you don't want a raccoon as a pet unless it's from a baby, unless you can imprint on it by the time it was born. You cannot have a raccoon as a pet because it will eat everything, everything, everything. It will eat everything, your food. You ever seen videos where a raccoon just take, you know, dog food or cat food with with their hands and they just run away on their legs it is the funniest one of the funniest shits i've ever seen in my life oh my goodness i feel like i'm getting a shout out to a raccoon here but aside from weird stuff like that you know just wanted to explain what was going on just for a tiny bit this episode of the podcast we are going to be talking about the venom sequel that's right it has a name and it has a date And yet, why do I still feel like there's always that one thing? There's always one, that one thing that can go wrong. But what could possibly go wrong? Well, Venom 2 becoming a PG-13 film. And I'm going to talk about it for this episode on why that is a terrible, terrible idea. Mark my words. All that plus our supervillain quote of the week... Or maybe an anti-hero quote of the week, you know? Maybe I can give a little bit of my Venom impression. You know, we'll see. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shout-outs out of the way, shall we? Shout-out goes to a voice actress that I've been following for a long time, one of my favorite voice actresses ever, Tara Strong. Tara Strong voices Batgirl and Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series, voices Poof. From Fairly Odd Parents, if you love little cartoons like that. She voiced, I believe, a pony from the Twinkle Sparkle. I have no idea what this I don't even watch the show, and I'm not even going to attempt to get that correctly. So, Miss Strong, Tara, if you're listening to this, I am sorry, but I I'm not a fan of that. It, it, I'm not I'm not the market. I'm not the market. I'm not the target audience for that show. I really am not. But if you know what I'm talking about. 
that twinkle sparkle face or whatever. Just whatever. Anyway, Tara Strong, one of my favorite voice actresses of all time. She's definitely inspiring me along with many other actors that inspires me to get better in my voice acting craft, to do what I want to do, to get good at it, because that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm doing this podcast at least three to four times a week so I can get better in speaking, so I can get better at pace, and I can have fun, and I would love and absolutely love, L-O-V-E, love what I do. It's as simple as that. A passion can turn into a hobby, and hobby can turn into business. And that's all it is at the end of the day. It is a business that I want to strive and I want to succeed in. Tara Strong, love you always. Hope to see you again at New York City Comic Con. Now, Venom the sequel. We got a title, we got a date. Mark these down. It is June 25th, 2021. Venom, let there be carnage. That is the official title for the Venom sequel. And I have to be honest, even though I really don't hate the name, I was highly, highly expecting for the name to be Venom Maximum Carnage. Paying homage to the actual comic book, which I have in my shelf, by the way. You know, just a little plug in there. And I thought they were actually going to go with that, but turns out they didn't. You know what? Let there be Carnage. Tom Hardy is going to be making his return, obviously. We know Carnage is going to be played by Woody Harrelson, so that's going to be fun. We've seen it in the Venom movie. We'll see it in the sequel. As you can tell, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I really am. I was pretty much foaming at the mouth with the hard-on for Sam Raimi directing. And this was last episode, by the way. I was foaming for Sam Raimi directing the Doctor Strange sequel because it was opening up numerous possibilities. By the way, that's coming out on May 7th, 2021 as well. So, little plug-in there for you. You know, little plug-in yeah, for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that we have a Venom sequel confirmed for June 25th for next year... I'm excited much more now than ever before, you know, and I'm going to be honest here. The first time I saw Venom, I admit I was a little too hard on it because I thought it could have been potential so much more. It could have had awesome potential. The villain was laughable. The editing was choppy. The character reactions were not believable at all. It did not make any sense. I mean, come on. If you see a buff black alien that just gobbled up a person right in front of you and ate him whole, you'd be absolutely terrified. But instead, just play it off like it's nothing, like it's an everyday thing. Eddie, what was that? Oh, it's just, I have a parasite. Yeah. Night, Mrs. Chin. Yeah, that I don't believe that for a second. Come on. Come on. But due to the fact that it's a... Uh, PG-13 film, you know, we gotta, we gotta play these jokes, and we gotta, we gotta make it, like, I, I, I honestly don't understand exactly what the studios, or even what the director, no, I, you know what, I can't even point to the director for this, because, for one thing, the sequel is gonna be directed by Andy Serkis, okay, if you don't remember who that is, he's basically Smeagol slash Gollum from Lord of the Rings, he's the guy from Black Panther with the mechanical arm, and I think it would be awesome because he has a vision. He has this this way of actually flushing out a villain to its full potential. But let me get back to my point. I was hard on Venom at first. I really was. And then I watched it again twice. 
And then I fell in love with it. The movie, the character, I fell in love with everything. Even with the problems that I had. Is it my top 10 films? No, but I absolutely love the film. Why? Because it was fun. The chemistry between Eddie Brock and Venom was top-notch. You actually believe that they're like bickering back and forth as if they were stuck in a closet, or in this case, Venom's body, as they were stuck together, as if they were roommates, so they were like bickering at each other. It was, it was funny to watch, and it was believable, and it was great chemistry. Probably one of the best that I've seen in a comic book movie in quite a while, especially when it comes from Sony. And let's face it, She-Venom, bro, bro, I mean, not to, uh, not to promote any, uh, you know, naughty pictures or anything, but, uh, if you look up Rule 34 for She-Venom, you won't be disappointed. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you will. You will. Trust me. But, at the end of the day... Even with those little problems that I had, the editing and the reactions and the villain and all of that other stuff, it was the PG-13 rating that really, really bothered me the most. And it sucks that the director wanted the rated R, but yet the studio was pushing for PG-13. And I get it. I really do. Some studios believe with a passion in their heart that PG-13 films sell way more than rated R films, depending on the genre. Venom already grossed more than $800 million at the global box office in the first month. That's an extremely awesome task, and not every movie can do that. I completely understand that. But at the same time, we've already seen that rated R superhero films actually work. Deadpool 1 and 2 has proven that, And Logan has proven that. So if you already have three movies that are very successful, you can definitely do the same thing for Venom 2. Venom, let there be carnage. And let's face facts here. Let's get into the meat and bones of this episode. Carnage as a PG-13 is a crime against humanity. Okay, I'm going to start off by saying that right then and there. Carnage is one of my favorite villains in comic book history. Okay, he is a murdering psychopath. Okay, now to give you a little bit of a lesson, the symbiote, okay, has the capability of bonding with its host. They, they have this capability of unleashing a host's inner desires. So if you have murderous intentions... The symbiote will exploit that, and it will bond with you, and you will do whatever the hell you want with murderous intentions times fucking 5,000, okay? The host, uh, Cletus Cassidy, that is the host's name, okay? As a child, he was torturing and basically killing his mother's dog with a power drill. He killed his grandmother by pushing her down the stairs, If you thought Joker was disturbing, you have seen nothing yet, okay? In fact, Carnage, in a way, is a sort of an inspiration in terms of his creation from Joker in the comics back in 19... I would say the 1960s or the 1970s when Carnage got introduced into the scene. You don't want Carnage as a PG-13 film. You really don't. 
You're going to limit his true potential. You're going to devalue who he is as a character. He is a ruthless killing machine. He is a figure that would rip your guts out with his bare hands and his symbiote tendrils. And he would laugh about it in your face. He would make Joker look like like a little kid that wants to get in the big leagues. Okay, and... Okay, maybe that's an unfair comparison because they're both psychopaths in their own way. But my point is this. Carnage can do so much more. Imagine Joker, the movie that just came out last October as a PG-13 film. Do you know how much that movie would be debacled in so many ways? There's no way in hell it would win the Oscars. There's no way it would have won the Oscars or any of the awards that it's gotten. Imagine Blade from the early 2000s. Or Logan, just recently, as a PG-13 film. Or any of the other horror movie icons. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. I could go on and on with this, but you get my point. There are certain characters that needs to stay as rated R. There is a market for it, for adults. It should not be geared towards children. And if you want to exploit that as best you can... Go balls to the wall. Just go balls to the wall. There is no shame in taking a chance for Sony to have experimented or at least do something with the rated R superhero films. Because like I said, they've been proven with Logan, Joker, hell, you can even throw Harley Quinn into the mix. And Harley Quinn, despite what I said in my look back episode at episode 3... She's she's okay. She's okay. But there is a market for rated R superhero films. And doing Carnage in a PG-13 film is the most disservice that you can actually do for not only Carnage fans, for hardcore Spider-Man fans. Like myself and like others. So I'm hoping with the news that we've gotten for next year and that everything goes smoothly... I'm hoping the studios, Sony Pictures, can actually look at each other and go, Okay, we want the money, yes, but God damn it, we are taking a chance. And that's all I gotta say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Tune in next time. I don't know what I want to talk about yet. I might do another look back episode. Maybe, just maybe, if there are no other news going on, Maybe I'll talk about Captain Marvel and why I absolutely hated the film. So that's going to be a fun discussion to talk about. Before we end this, let's do our quote from our anti-hero, Venom himself. But this time, I'm going to do it in his voice. So, if you don't like it, or if you thought it was shite, let me know. I'll try to do better. If we catch you again, bring on innocent lives, and we will eat both your arms and then both your legs, and we will eat your face over your little head. Do you understand? So, you will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street, like a turd in the wind. Do you feel me? <laughs> I think that was probably my best one that I've ever done. At, at least, at least for a while. As of right now, stay safe as always. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.